And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Wednesday edition, Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Mr. Husker Football with Hale Varsity, Mike Babcock at MD Babs on Twitter. You want to be a part of Babber's uh, bi weekly newsletter? Just send him an email, Mike B at HerdAtSports.com. The historical part. And then a preview of the matchup and what's going on around the world of Husker Nation. Babbers going to be a well a fall like setting in East Lansing. Checked in with a couple of folks in East Lansing. All the trees are well bare uh, this time of year. That's pretty common. But uh, apparently two weeks ago it was pretty scenic. That's about the only thing worth watching uh, in East Lansing this season. It's been a tough go for Sparty. Yeah, it has been with uh, six losses in a row. and But, you know, the first of those six was against Washington. They're pretty good. Michigan is in, Michigan's included in those six. And then I know you can say what you want about Iowa, but Iowa's one of those uh, six losses as well. So it's 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 not like they've lost to a, to a bunch of uh, questionable teams. There's some a couple of pretty good ones in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, and – the thing that you look at, it's comparable to Nebraska going five and one, and you build that confidence, you know, game by game. The same thing can happen with a team that loses six in a row. You start to question, you know, if something can go wrong, it will, kind of a mentality. And, that you know, that's part of what is difficult, I think, for Michigan State at this point in addition to the fact that that offense is not overly imposing uh, against a Nebraska defense that's really good, as you pointed out. So um, I, I would think that Nebraska would come away with a sixth win, qualify for bowl. Um, but as Matt Rule says, you got to go 1-0 each week and not look beyond that. And I think that he's instilled that in the team. Uh, the importance of the process rather than the expectation. Uh, So I think that gives Nebraska the advantage as well. Mike, one of the things that was interesting this week, and we hit on it a little bit on Monday, was Matt Rule unhappy with the defensive performance against Purdue on Saturday, despite the fact that really it was the offense's fault that points were given up in the first place. And that might be painting with a, a broad brush on my part, but you think about the scoop and score and the offense setting up Purdue with a short field on the fumble. You could think that that Husker defense realistically could have pitched a shutout if the offense never stepped foot on the field. And with that in mind, Matt Rule unhappy with the defensive performance, and we kind of laid it out in the first segment just how dominant that Husker defense has been over the past couple weeks. Is this a game with Michigan State's offensive struggles being so noted that the defense could go out and single-handedly win? Uh, I think the defense could um, because – you know, Matt Rule's comments about the defense, I think, underscores that, what I said earlier about process rather than expectation. There are things that they want the team to do that they expect the team to do, the coaches do, and you don't see that. So you evaluate it, even though it's a win, you evaluate how the defense played. And there are certain things that in the process, they, the, the, the defense didn't get done. But yeah, I think the, I think the defense could go out a, a, against a team like Michigan State 
in the situation that it is right now and win that game for Nebraska. I think that's I think that's what this defense has become. And you know, one of the things maybe I'm guilty of this as much as uh, as other people, but it seems like no matter what Nebraska does, goes 5 and 1 and we're still looking for reasons to say, you know, this is there's there are questions here. You know, um and and that's how the the coaches evaluated, I guess the defensive play there, what they wanted to see from the defense and what they saw from the defense. Um, it's more than just the bottom line score, but that's the important thing. Long, long answer to a question. Yes. I think the defense can get the job done. Mike, it's okay to, to have questions and what's your feel with the, the, the fan base right now? Are they still tiptoeing a little bit with, I don't want to say going all in, but getting their their hopes up or ramping up the excitement, or have you felt like it's gonna it's continuing to to build? And I think just the the feedback we get, I think there's a whole dose of reality that Nebraska fans know too well with getting your hopes up and then things crashing. Uh, that said, I think there's some genuine optimism because of where. The team's at, and and Nebraska fans know football. They've watched and they've seen the team get better. I think it's okay to still have questions, and I don't think anyone's rushing to crown this football team because of the turnovers or just their limited ability on offense, but I think there needs to be a pat on the back for clearly the defense, but also what they've managed to do on, on offense where at least there's been some big plays recently to, to get you some points. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Matt Rule mentioned that on, was it Monday, mm-hmm. about plays of 10 yards or more. Um, Nebraska uh, leads a conference uh, in, in that statistic uh, offensively. The, the thing that has impressed me as we continue to go through this is that Matt Rule and his staff are building a team that fits the Big Ten to be successful in the Big Ten. They're doing the kinds of things that you have to do, I think, to be successful in the Big Ten. It's different from the, you know, going back to the Scott Frost comment, you know, the Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us <laughs> uh, kind of thing. It did. It didn't happen, and it's not going to happen. You're, you're going to have to build a team that plays the way the Big Ten requires. And I, now that's going to change next year with the addition of four four programs that are that are different probably than, than Big Ten teams. But um, for right now, I think that it's being built in the right way. And I think that's reason for continued optimism. You know, really the blips probably occurred at the beginning of the season. You know, the Minnesota and, and Colorado game. You know, there there are the blips. You figured probably you weren't going to beat Michigan, um, but I understand. You know, people are probably looking again. They're looking past the next game. They're looking at well, Nebraska still has to go to Wisconsin, and Nebraska has to finish up with Iowa, and we don't know what Maryland is. At one point, Maryland looked like a real uh, contender, and and now Maryland is. Uh, 
uh, starting to fade. That maybe in the situation that we, that we're talking about, you know, um, that's where Maryland's going. But uh, yeah, you got to you may maintain that focus and and accept the rules approach is go one and zero each week. So it's Michigan State right now. Get that done, and then you can be concerned about Maryland. Yeah. Mike, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. The, the goal is to go 1-0 every single week, and you don't look ahead to Maryland. He's also preached that mentality of 1% better every single day. So with some quick math, that would be just over 7% better between Purdue and Michigan State. And if that is the case... On they, third down stops. Well, that would be big. Right. That would be huge. <laughs> and Mike, if that is the case, if they are roughly 7% better, I think I'm waiting for that game where it feels comfortable from start to finish. And Nebraska almost had that performance against Purdue probably up until that scoop and score. You clinched up just a little bit whenever that happened and said, okay, let's see how this team responds. They do respond, but it wasn't comfortable all the way through. Do you think that is a a benchmark for success in Nebraska improving in a game against Michigan State with how their season has gone, that it's just comfortable from wire to wire and Husker fans are never all that worried? Or is that still too high a bar for where we're at in this Husker rebuild? I don't think that uh, Husker fans are comfortable yet, um, but if you if you take the go one and zero, and Nebraska wins this week, you know now you've got six wins, and you're six of the last seven. What does that say about this team? It says it's doing the right things, getting the job done. So you if if you're six of the last seven and you're going to play Maryland. That changes the way you look at things, I think, um, because you have to accept the fact that, hey, these guys are getting the job done week in and week out. They're getting the job done. And uh, it starts with defense, but the offense does some things. Emmett Johnson has a 28-yard run to alleviate people's concerns, you know, at the end of the Purdue game. Um, I just think that it's the Michigan State game is an important game because it's the next one. Mike, as we wrap here, just a quick thought on how Saturday will go. Where do you think Nebraska, why do you think Nebraska can come out on top? Because of the defense. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, the more Emmett Johnson gets on the field and has an opportunity to play, the better off he's going to be. The more that Heinrich Harburg is on the field, and has an opportunity to play, the better he's going to be. Um, I just think that uh, Nebraska is in a good position. I don't think Michigan State is in a good position. Senior day or not, frame of mind, it's tough when you've lost six in a row. Um, I think Nebraska has the advantage, and I I don't think it's going to be a dramatic finish. I don't think it's going to come down to the end. But, uh, you know, I'm often wrong about things. I, I don't think so. I'm going to clarify say, that. But, uh, I'm going to say know, Babber says it's going to be like says it's gonna be okay to, to, to fire up the grill and, and pour a drink and relax in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's a Mike, Bab- <laughs> Mike Babcock guarantee, baby. Mike, do you pop oh, yeah. the champagne at yeah, Nebraska to six? <laughs> this right. could be my last time on your show. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. Mike, does six wins call for celebration? Are you popping the champagne on Saturday if Nebraska gets it done, or, or do you look ahead to Big Ten championship potential if Nebraska does get the win on Saturday? What side of that are you on in terms of what six wins means with about our last 30 seconds here? On the other side, I'm, I'm – Six wins means 
you're getting ready for that three-game three stretch at the end. You know, focus on that because there can be more than just being in a bowl game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, six, six wins, six of the last seven, but let's see how the last three go. No, big time, and, and eat what's on your plate first in East Lansing and see if you can get out of Dodge uh, with a win. Uh, tough place to play, tough place to win uh, for a lot of squads, not just Nebraska. Mike Babcock with Hale Varsity. Uh, send him an email. Get his bi-weekly newsletter covering all things Big Red. Mike B. at HerdAtSports.com. Babbers, fun to talk. We'll wave at you from East Lansing, all right? Safe travels. All right, there he is. Mike Babcock, good to spend time with him. Give him a, give him a follow as well on Twitter at MDBabs. We'll get to your comments in the stream next segment here on Hale Varsity.